Welcome to Everyday Sublime. This is your host, Josh Summers, and I'm very happy to have you here today. Okay, in this podcast, which is a podcast really where I try to explore and reflect on what I refer to as a full-spectrum spirituality, and that's a spirituality that includes the full spectrum of our being, from conventional levels of being to post-conventional or beyond the ego levels of our being. And I try to explore practices that help awaken this full spectrum of our being. Um, And today, I'll be sharing with you a talk I gave, which is really an introductory talk about the practice or the tool of writing. And in this talk, I try to really give just a, a basic overview, an introductory overview of some of the main ways that I think that writing supports the same kind of contemplative and uh dimensions and developments of awareness that meditation might. And I I, I say that meditation helps bring order to one's experience, helps connect one to the truth of one's experience, helps develop a sense of flow between the unconscious and conscious minds, and also refines over time. I think writing can be one way of helping to refine the way we think. So if I were to put all that together, my basic contention is that writing is a tool that can help us understand ourselves and our relationship to our world better. So it all fits under the, 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 the oracle of Delphi's injunction to know thyself. So I hope you enjoy this talk, and I hope you'll start to consider using writing the way I'm suggesting a little bit. Um, and I'll be having more reflections and actually a conversation with my, my writing friend, Howard Axelrod, will be joining me next week. And and I'll be releasing uh, our conversation uh, for his visit to the Sangha and a subsequent episode. So stay tuned for that. Okay, before I give you today's talk, I just want to uh, thank anyone that has supported the show. So if you've given some support through membership in the Sangha or through uh, a purchase of a book or a class or a workshop or an online course, Thank you so much. It really helps us uh, continue to give you and deliver this content through the podcast and through our teachings. So thank you very much. If you're new to the show, please sit back and enjoy it. But if you are a regular and and you and you like to support us a little bit more or, or chip in and help us out, please consider doing so. You can check out the links in the show notes that I leave that will will sort of direct you to where you might take a class with us. That's a, a yoga class or a meditation class with me and Terry. Or you'll see ways where you could purchase a book or take a take an online course that we've developed or become a member of the Sangha. All of those are very much appreciated. I just want to thank you in advance for your support. Okay, now without further ado, I'll give you today's talk on the power of writing. describe four uh, four initial ways that writing, I think, supports the contemplative journey. Um, and I say these are initial. These are just initial ones to me. These are the ones that came to my mind um, on, or as I started to think about it. But uh, these are, this is just a beginning. And there's, there's probably many other uh, benefits of the writing process that I think will, will be articulated and expo- exposed over time in, in our sessions. Um, that will help uh, fill in maybe how you can think about using this tool. But 
all of the four that I'm going to talk about tonight, if I were to summarize them, is that they they more or less fit under the kind of the ancient Greek injunction to know thyself. You know, the, the, the Oracle of Delphi statement, know thyself, as, as sort of the basic precondition for the development of wisdom. So as an exercise for self-knowledge, greater enhancing or, or cultivating greater self-knowledge, one way that I think the writing process uh, has helped me, and I think it might help you, I've heard it help uh, students who have commented on this, this dynamic, which is that when we write about our experience, we take sometimes what can feel like a very chaotic, overwhelming, disjointed, nonsensical, confusing experience. We can take some like the kind of broad inner world of chaos that can arise at times, and we can start to bring order to it through the container of writing about it. So um, many times that, like particularly when I've worked with groups over several days or over a retreat, one of the comments that uh, comes from the exercise of writing is that people say that after the meditation, uh, there were some things that were going on that were very challenging or triggering or difficult to be with. But in writing about it, they felt like they got a like kind of a sense of order or a way to hold it that wasn't so overwhelming. And then uh, subsequently going forward, when when similar themes or topics might come up, having gotten close to that those those topics in the writing the person seemed articulates having a little bit more wherewithal a little more familiarity a little more comfort a little more relaxation or or just um, comfort and, and understanding around the dynamics so that they're not as triggering in subsequent uh, kind of reenactments or subsequent reiterations of those themes so and I think this can, can function on either in the writing before a meditation or after. So one of the, um, the, 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 the ways that I like to write is a practice that Julia Cameron uh, sort of made famous. It's called the, uh, the, the artist ways or her overall path, but the, um, the exercise of writing is called morning pages. Some of you I'm sure have heard about where you write more or less first thing in the morning, three pages stream of conscious thoughts. Just whatever comes to your mind, you sort of jot them down in a stream of consciousness way. And um, and in doing that, I often find that I kind of sift through the, the, the big topics and themes that my, my mind is sort of chewing on at that point in my life, whether it's from the day before or what's going on in the week or what's going on in the month. There's a way I kind of chew through or, or move through broad life themes and then having sort of explore them on, on the page going transitioning to the cushion i find that I, I i'm kind of on top of the hot topics of my life and they don't kind of they don't kind of scare me or or, or, or surprise me quite as much when they re-emerge in the meditation as they often will in a very receptive style of practice so there's a way that i feel like i can then look at them and bring kind of more of the qualities of the heart like compassion and kindness and and gentleness to these just um, as a result of becoming more familiar and, and connected to them. And I sort of summarize that with the idea of we're kind of using the yang exercise or the, the directed exercise of writing to bring order to things that may at other times feel more chaotic and overwhelming. So that's one, to bring order to our experience. Um, and of course, order and, and chaos uh, are, are go hand in hand. So it's not one is better than the other. It's more how do we how do we bring balance to the two? 
The next uh, sort of function that I think writing provides, and, and this is one that I've been really thinking about over the last year, is uh, it can support um, a development of self-honesty. And, and, and um, by that, I mean, we get, we, with meditation and, and writing, we can start to peel back the kind of persona or the mask of the persona that we project out to the world, the, the, the version of ourselves that we imagine ourselves in, in, in rosier times to be. And um, we can, in doing that, we can often whitewash aspects of ourselves that we aren't as conscious of or aren't able to see quite yet. So the reason I mentioned this issue of honesty is that I think uh, along the path of awakening, what we awaken to is kind of is a radical honesty of who and what we are and what we're not. Um, and if one way of describing that, that, that waking up to a radical honesty uh, is, is described by one of my teachers as a, as a, a stepping out of self-deception, where we step out of our, our games of self-deception about what we think we are, imagine ourselves to be, or project ourselves to be. So, in terms of kind of wear, gently wearing away these, these mechanisms of, of self-deception or egoic self-protection, sometimes it might be better thought of as, but in, in, in terms of starting to see through those and really see through the three, see th into the truth of our experience, um, having a, having a, a, a venue, I'm not thinking of the best word here, but having a, a practice sort of a, a, a routinized way to be radically honest with yourself about what you're thinking, what you're feeling, however noble or however uh, sort of shameful it might be, really helps flesh out, uh, I would say, your, your ability to look upon yourself clearly and honestly, honestly. And I think, as I try to borrow from one of the teachers I've worked with, the, the idea in meditation is that we're not necessarily becoming a better meditator having an, a, a, that might be defined as a meditator who has better experiences whilst meditating. But I think what develops, what we do get better at is we get better at being an honest meditator. And we get through re repetitive uh, practice of being with ourselves. We start to really in, uh, embody the a ritual and habit of self-inquiry. And so what are we uh, in this moment of time? And, and, and what is the makeup of that experience? So uh, a lot of this content about who we are, our ideas about who we are, our, our, our various ways of talking about to ourselves about how, who we are, a lot of that will come up in the meditation. But if we don't do something to, to really get closer to it and to really try to remember back through how we talk to ourselves or what we think about while we're practicing, we don't actually spend time uh, giving that, uh, that those dynamics that are due, they tend to get, at least in my experience, they tend to get swept under the carpet. It's sort of like, oh, just, just random thoughts in meditation. And, and, you know, I was here just for to get calm. So I don't have to worry about the, the, what I was thinking about. But obviously, I don't really recommend that approach. I feel like there's a lot of um, valuable, in some, way, some respects, valuable gold in listening into and getting closer to the experience, the think times of things we think about when we're practicing. Um, so registering that in, in a journal format is, is really uh, a great tool, I think, for developing kind of a, not a 
not a harsh truthfulness, but a, but a, but a compassionate, honest truthfulness with, with who and what we, we experience ourselves to be or what we take our experience to be. Someone connected to that with, with greater honesty, I think one of the other uh, things that can happen is that the, the portal, the, 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 the doorway between our conscious experience and our unconscious experience gets opened a bit more. So this is, this is kind of, I think, born out of the process of just getting comfortable and familiar with listening to yourself. But as you listen to your thoughts, listening into how you think about things and, and view things and explore things, as you listen into that, um, you start to uh, kind of relax the valve that tends to keep unconscious content unconscious. <laughs> I mean, as you, as you relax that, the egoic pressure valve of keeping unconscious content unconscious and, 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 and that softens a bit, there's a way that I've seen um, more unconscious, like dreamlike experiences and imagery start to come up. Um, to conscious mind. And uh, I, I will probably try to, I'll, I'll need to explain this and explore this more as I go forward. But my cursory sense of that is that 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 greater fluency or fluidity between the unconscious and the unconscious manifests in a couple of different ways. And one of them is that you simply feel more integrated. There's less division in your mind between unconscious material and the conscious experience of it. Um, but you also, it sort of sets the stage for greater, greater flow and creativity with life because we're not just trying to um, rationally uh, direct ourselves through things so much with, as, from the position of the ego. We're much more open to these deeper, um, less conscious dimensions of ourselves. And there's a kind of, as I said, greater in, in integration that occurs in our being when I think that starts to happen. And one of the results is that there's greater flow with our experience. This is something that I'll, I'll um, like I said, I'll come back to going forward. But the last point I want to make is that in taking time to, to listen to what you're thinking about and to try to capture that in a journaling format, whether it's, again, before the meditation or after, there's a way that I think that practice is somewhat analogous to what a jazz musician does when they learn the language of jazz. So I won't get into this too much now, but... There's a, there's a deep practice that all jazz musicians do called transcription, where they listen to the, the, the players that they really like, and they listen enough that they can start to play what they like, and then they transcribe or write down the lyrics or the, the melodic ideas that they're hearing. And that transcription process is a way that the jazz artist starts to internalize the language of ideas and con conceptualizations that they really like. And, learn, and that's how they, they uh, sort of integrate the, the, the traditions um, language into their own integrated use of the language. And the, the relationship I see that occurring here in meditation is that uh, rather than trying to squash and stop and, 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 and get into a no thought type of experience, one of the dimensions of the way I try to articulate meditation is that it's a practice to get to know how you think more. And in getting to know how you think, you start you can start to refine and edit how you think. So you get just as a jazz musician can start to listen to themselves and realize when they're, they're rehashing the same lick over and over again, and their their, their expression is getting a little bit stale. And they can start to edit that out and and, and tighten the way they, they express things. I think there's a, really a great value in in listening to your thoughts, transcribing those thoughts, and over time, if you're interested, getting into kind of a way of 
updating, refining, and refreshing how you think about and articulate the way you connect with your experience. So that your, your transcribing your thoughts becomes a way to transcend cliche thinking and connect you um, in an artistic way into fresher, more novel forms of expression that will, I think, bring you uh, into greater connection with your own experience and your, your environment, um, but also just uh, sharpen the kind of noticing that we associate with mindfulness. So that, and that's maybe the fifth one that I, I, I didn't mention, which is that the act of, of really trying to capture through words, and this is just one way to do it, you could do it through drawing too, but the capture uh, representation of an experience through words seems to, and this is, again, I'm speaking from my own experience here, but it seems to energize uh, a kind of spontaneous mindfulness in daily life that um, is very much in alignment with every other kind of awareness path I've, I've, I've looked into. But there's, there's, there's always an encouragement to bring a quality of awareness and mindfulness to everyday daily, daily activities. Um, and that can be a little challenging if we're just relying on sitting meditation to get that um, process primed. Compared with writing, my experience has been that, that, that there's a, just a, a more spontaneous, effortless kind of presence to most things by virtue of the, the, the kind of attention that, that writing calls forth. Okay, so those are some introductory reflections that I was giving about how writing develops our mind and our awareness of our being in terms of our self-knowledge and our awareness of ourself in relationship to the world. And um, I'm really going to be looking forward to expanding on this more in subsequent episodes. So stay tuned for this. I really think writing in conjunction with other practices like yoga and meditation is a wonderful synergistic tool for the waking of the heart and mind. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very much looking forward to exploring that further with you. And I look forward to your feedback and, and experiences with that in, in integration. So with all that said, I'm going to say farewell for now. I'm going to wish you well. I uh, hope you stay safe, stay strong, keep practicing, and I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take good care.